0: Let's go to the second portion of uh, what I began last week, speaking about last week, God's house of glory, God's house of glory. And in John chapter 14, 20, to revisit the scripture that we read last week. And really, I'm not going to rush through it. Uh, It's where we are going to reach, we are going to stop. And then we'll pick it up. I know next week is a Christmas, special Christmas family service. But I just believe God of what he wants to speak. And if you go up to the glory of God, there's so much about that during the birth of Jesus Christ. So in, second, in John 14, to 20, 22 from the Amplified Bible Classic, He says, at that time, when that day comes, you know, you will know for yourselves that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. The person who has my commandments and keeps them is one who really loves me. And whoever really, whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and will show. Look at that. You will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and will show, reveal, manifest myself to him. I like the way he says the next, the next statement there. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. And again, I say God wants to make himself clearly seen by you, seen by his people, and make himself real to, him, to, to you or and to me. Listen, God is so real that you and I seated here. The realm of the spirit, the, the realm of the spirit is the realm of reality. He's so real than you and I. He's so real than anyone seated next to you. He's so real than the seat that you are you are you are sitting on. Or the chair that you are sitting on. And God wants to make himself real to you. It's not a religious Sunday gathering. It's it's God wanting to manifest himself upon yours and my life. And when you talk about God's glory, the Bible shows us clearly that it is the manifestation of his presence and power. We've had an aspect of the manifestation of of the Spirit of God in our midst this morning. But listen, there is more. I don't know about you. That's the way you need to be thinking. There is more. I'm going to go into that later on. But again, the scripture that we read last week in John 11, uh, John 11 verse 40, Jesus said to, to, to Martha, did I not say to you that if you, could, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? And then the the Passion Translation says, didn't I tell you that that if you will believe in me, you will see God unveil his power. God unveiling his power. God wants to unveil his power upon your life. Again, I say, if you think about God, God is God of power. Not some electricity, not some feeling. I'm not talking about feelings. I'm talking about, I'm going even ahead of myself. I'm not talking about feelings. Feelings are good. But I'm talking about his manifest presence that will bring forth results. That will bring forth results in your life. And then the Lord is is saying to us from his word, I want you to believe in me to see my glory my manifest presence, my power unveiled. Let us look some at some of the principles from some scriptures in, in Isaiah 60, a very familiar scripture in Isaiah 60. In verse 1 to 3, he says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to your, the brightness of your rising. Now, as we are seeing, actually, this time, we are living, this era we are living, if you talk to people who are spiritual, who have spiritual insight and are sensitive to the Holy Spirit in the times that they lived on this earth, mature people, you know, you talk like, uh, to a pastor like Pastor Carla, and she says, Davis, never, Never have we seen anything like this in America. She says about America, we've never seen anything like this in America all the years that you've grown, that, that we have lived. I mean, uh, her age, she'll tell you, I won't tell you. I'll tell you mine, but not us. But then, but then you, you, st- the, you, start this, you start talking things like the darkness that is visible in our generation. Listen, we, we live here in Kenya. And uh, geographically, we are called Africans. I don't know for what reason, but let's talk about that. But I'm telling you, even our grandfathers, if they rose up, our great-great-grandfathers, if they were raised from the dead, and yet many of them, many of them didn't know Christ. But if they were raised from the dead, they'll be surprised. They say, devil came on earth. We never saw such things growing up. In the African tradition, there will not be even lesbian or gay or any such kind of a madness. It will not be in the, in the African tradition. I won't say of what they will do to you if they found out. But in our generation, we are seeing that happening over and over again and people choosing that kind of a lifestyle. Quote-unquote weddings between men and and men. Women and women. That's perversion. That's gross darkness. That's deep darkness. That manifested in generations ago and Sodom and Gomorrah had to be consumed by the fire from, from heaven, brimstone and fire. Now that tells us that we are living in the last of last days. The deep darkness, the people... But then he says this, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And he says when that deep darkness covers the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Now I'm going to say something about light. In a nutshell, light enables you to see where you're stepping or where you're going that you may not be deceived by the darkness of the hour. That's what light does. It enables you to to, to see where you're stepping uh, or where you're going so that you may not be deceived by the darkness of the hour. And what is that light? The word of God is is light. The Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 130, the entrance of His word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. So that light has to come and penetrate into our hearts. People, it's not a time to play around. It's not a time just to show up in church or show some meetings and don't show some meetings. It's a time to be just as serious as it can be that you refuse to be deceived. And again, I'll say this. If you tune into all channels, you know, the, the media channels and, and all the newspapers, that's what you're reading, and the internet, I'm telling you, you're opening a wide door for deception. Every kind of lie that is being speak, spoken out is in, the, in the media. But I'm telling you something, there are good things in the media. There are good things that you can learn. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so blessed that I can be able to go to, to teachings of EW Kenyon. Find them on YouTube. The, the teachings of... Uh, of Derek Prince, the teachings of Kenneth E. Hagee. I can go there and listen and listen and listen and listen to them. John G. Lake and all those people. But listen to this. There's so many things in the good things in the media. But it's just being wise to know what you are listening to. Or else, if you you you, you keep sucking in lies and lies and lies you will not be, have power to discern the truth. You will not be able to tell the truth. In John 11, talking about that same light, John 11, 9 and 10, Jesus answered, Are there they not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble. But he sees the light of the world. But if one walks in the, walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. So he talks about walking in the day. Um, um, It has a lot to do with us walking in the truth. Walking by the word of God. Taking the truth as the final authority in our lives. And then, so that's what, remember he says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And secondly is the glory. That word glory, the glory of the Lord upon you is to make a distinction between you and the world. A clear distinction between you and the world. Is in that scripture those scriptures that you've read in Isaiah 61 to 3, it's obvious, he's saying this uh, that we can see there, the solution for the darkness which will cover the earth and which has even has continued covering the earth, and deep darkness, the people, is for God's people. To walk in his light and glory. Do you want to defeat darkness? Walk in the light. The Bible says darkness has never comprehended light. Tina and I were listening to a certain story. I didn't even intend to say it. But but, uh, that uh, uh, son was told. S-U-N. That there is a place on earth, somewhere, that it can stay. It has never shone any light. It's dark throughout. For three days it can be dark. Total darkness. Sun said, Let me go find out. When the sun got there, all around that area, asked, Which area is this you're talking about that there is, no, there, there is darkness? You see, darkness flees when light comes. Sun doesn't have to speak and say, I command you to go. When light shines, darkness disappears. Darkness has never comprehended light. So God says this, arise, shine. The solution for the darkness in this world is for you to be a carrier of my light and my glory. And... People in darkness shall come to that light. The glory has undeniable results. The Amplified, says, the Amplified Version says about the resurrection of Jesus Christ in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 3, it says this, the Amplified Version Classic, says this, To them he also showed himself alive after his passion, his suffering in the garden. You can write it and, and then you look at it. Uh, later. And on the cross, he showed himself alive after his passion, his suffering in the garden and on the cross by a series of many convincing demonstrations, unquestionable evidences, and infallible proofs. You cannot deny the glory of God. What raised up Jesus from the dead? The glory of the Father. And he walked around in those 40 days with many convincing demonstrations and questionable evidences and infallible proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and talking to them about the things of the kingdom of God, results and evidences that cannot be denied, that should be yours and my life. This is what the Lord wants to manifest in his church. A church of Christ that has infallible proofs cannot be stopped by anyone. Let me give you a a thought about this. If the body of Christ in this nation, since we live in Kenya, everywhere you went to in church, you are healed instantly. And there are proofs, and there are doctors at the door, that they check out someone coming in with corona, not here, and then they be healed and they walk out and they test them and they are negative. Why would they shut them? They tried in the Acts, the book of Acts. That could not happen. In fact, Herod he tried so well to stop them and the, the angel of the Lord killed him. You see the glory, what it does. This other side is the blessing. This other side, it brings in judgment. That's why you need to step into light and stay in the light. Don't have any kind of mixture. Like what I was telling the young people, a little lie over here, a little truth over here, a little shoddy business over here, a little of the truth here. No. That doesn't work. The glory of God wants complete truth. Let's see if we can go to some scriptures in, in, in um, John chapter 9. I'm talking about convincing demonstrations, unquestionable evidences, and infallible proofs. Let's go to John chapter 9. We'll read some scriptures from there. There was a man, let me preface by saying there was a man who was blind from his mother's womb, from birth, and the disciple had questions who sinned that they that uh, that happened to this man to be blind. Jesus said in verse 3, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but the works of God should be revealed in him, and then on and on and on. And then verse 6, he says, uh, Jesus actually gave him instructions that he spat on the ground and made clay with saliva. Just think about this. You came to the service, and I, I told the ushers to go look for clay. Then I'm having to spit on it. Will you still be remaining here or you'll take off? Jesus did. Yeah? Pastor, I have a need. What is your need? This is my need. Fine, let's just a moment. Let me spit. Look for the best one. And then place it on your, on your head. I'll be in the newspaper all over. All over. There's a pastor who's spitting pastor. But he did. His part is in the Bible. Made clay with saliva and anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And and he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sin. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Wow. Are you ready to do anything that God instructs you to do? Let me tell you something about the glory of God. It 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 will take you to do anything that God tells you to do without questioning it. That is a total surrender. And we are we are we are in a generation of a, a, a democracy. That for 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 a parent to to spank. A child, they have to explain and explain and explain. Or they don't spank them. They have to sit at a certain corner. Not my mother. She was smaller than I. But she may have a sleeper. I grew up in the country. She'll have firewood. It doesn't matter if there's fire around it. It can be pulled out just from the fire. And you'll feel it. I remember one Sunday. I'll never forget that. I think 1985. I was was 12. I was 12. 1983, I think. 1983. Uh, I think I was 10 or 11. I'm I'm not so sure exactly. But I remember one Sunday morning. I don't know what the house help told me. And I'd been taught by a certain cousin who was so terrible in teaching bad things to me. And told me how to be able to hit the house help. Very good. And I pulled out that fist and I hit that house help. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I was beaten. I remember going under the bed. I was pushed, pulled out. I was beaten. There was no negotiations about it. I'll never forget that. When you go to heaven, I don't know if people remember. Do you remember, ma'am, how you beat me that day, Sunday morning? But my point is this. For you and I to see the glory of God manifesting, it will take total total obedience, total surrender, and questionable obedience. To the Lord. If he tells you to come and spin and dance here at the front, that's exactly what you do. I don't care even if it's a thousand and thousands of eyes looking at you. You just have to do it. If he tells you in public, stand by the square and just uh, somewhere in, in town and shout glory to God and, and praise him and dance for some time and preach for five minutes, you do exactly that. It takes total obedience. That's what we read in Exodus chapter 40 last week. And Exodus uh, and 2 Chronicles chapter 5. The Bible says this. When the work was finished. The, the glory of God came and filled the temple. Nothing was left out. If the work had not been finished, the glory of God could not have come in. The glory of God was the rubber stamp or the seal of the finished work. In total obedience to God. That's you and I. It will take total obedience and be delivered from the thoughts of men and the fear of men and what they think and what they don't think. We are caught up into his presence, into his glory than anything else of this world system think we'll finish with this. But then the neighbors, amazingly, verse 8, previ- they, therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, is not this who sat and begged? Some said this is he. Others said he's like him. He said, I'm he. <laughs> Sometimes people just talk about themselves instead of asking the pastor. They talk about themselves. He is is not he they who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He's like him. He said, I'm he. Therefore, they said to him, How are your eyes open? He, said, he answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. Then they said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. I don't know. Then they brought him, verse 13. They brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was the Sabbath when, when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received the sight. He said to them, we put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. I wonder he wasn't talking about saliva. But verse 16, therefore some of the Pharisees said this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man who's a sinner do such things, such signs? That's that's the point right there. How can a man who's a sinner do such signs? The infallible infallible proofs. Undenied results. He says, a sinner can't do this. And there was division among them. They said to the blind man again, listen to this. It's funny. What do you say about him because he opened your eyes? He said, he's a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, is this your son whom you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents, listen to his parents. His parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was blind. But by what means he now sees, we don't know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He's of age, ask him. <laughs> and this is the reason. And then he says, he's of age, ask him. He will speak for himself. This is the reason. His parents didn't want to be put out of church. That's exactly what it is. His parents say these things because they fear the Jews, for the Jews had already uh, already. I had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he'd be put out of the synagogue. So they didn't want to, to be put out of church. Therefore his parents said he's of age, ask him. Listen to verse 24. So they called him, they called again called the man who was blind and said to him, Give God the glory, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said whether he's a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know. <laughs> one thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see you cannot separate me from this proof, this evidence. I don't know who this man is. Now, now, But one thing I know, I no longer have what I used to have. I am a free person. Then they said to him, what did, he, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? <laughs> that guy is not begging anymore. He's <laughs> sitting around. I'm talking about the glory of God. Listen. The what do you call do you call them the naysayers and all the negative people and the pessimists, all of them. When they see the glory of God, they can try to deny it, but it's here. It's here. Amen. They can say the church has no power, but when they see the glory of God, they see it's evidence. You can't deny the results, you can't deny the evidence. He like said, Give God the glory, this man is a sinner. No. Anyway, he became a preacher within a short time. The man answered and said to them, Why? why? This is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from. Verse 30. Yet he opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners. This guy has become a preacher. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. You see, you can't deny results. That's what I'm I'm, I'm, I'm asking for you to believe for. The glory of God, undeniable results in your life. Then they, 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 they answered and said to him, you are completely born in sins and you are teaching us. And they cast him. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. God wants, I'm telling you, I've just touched a little bit of those notes. God wants you to experience his glory, his manifest presence, his power that the world cannot Deny it. That's the church. We'll continue next week. Brother Francis, come over here. We have some few minutes to wind up. Will you please stand up on your feet right now and just thank him and praise him. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just lift up your hands, please. I want to proclaim is over you, Father so shall your word be that goes forth from your mouth it shall not return to you void, but it shall accomplish what you please and it shall prosper in the thing for which you sent it therefore I speak as I have spoken concerning the glory of God I speak this word, be confirmed with the signs following upon the lives of every single person, every single person in this house, every single person watching. I speak that, Father. Undeniable proofs, undeniable results. And I bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen.